What's up, Lemonheads? Welcome to another episode of From the Yellow Chair. I am Crystal, all by myself again here in the podcast studio. And this week, I really wanted to talk a lot about urgency. And I know that y'all probably hate to hear it, but we are going to talk about why urgency matters and sometimes how we can prioritize what really needs to be urgent. So we're going to get all into the specifics about why urgency matters and how you can really understand um, the impact that urgency can have on your business. And so I guess it's time to sip some lemonade. Let's do it. All right, so I want to tell you about some things I have to tell my kid, right? Or my kids, plural, because listen, we are rocking the teenage drama for boys. It's not, I'm sure it's not as dramatic as it is for girls, but hey, this is teenage boy drama. But, you know, we have this problem of we want to finish our complete thought. So they want to argue with me or they want to get their point across. And I have this rule that the moment that I begin talking or their dad begins talking or frankly, any adult in a leadership role or any adult honestly now I'm from the south so don't come at me too strong but I tell my kids you know immediately you will respond so immediately you have to have urgency in correction of behavior redirection of behavior um, and immediate response and so I think about that a lot when I need them to stop what they are doing and the point they're trying to prove and I want us all to reconfigure it's not always so that I can get my, the last word in or I can get a word in edgewise it's more I can tell the situation's out of control and I need them to immediately respond to what I'm saying and so a lot of times I think when we're dealing with our our contracting business you know urgency is not always a priority and that that's a problem because remember, especially those of us who are home services, okay, so the odds of me having to interact with you or your company are very few and far between, hopefully. So I might need your plumbing side this year, but then I don't have any problems next year. And then the next year, my AC gives me problems. And then the next year, I want to, you know, put water filtration in. So remember, I'm not dealing with you as the average customer is not dealing with you day in and day out. And so they're everything to them is an emergency, right? The client or the the customers that are calling you, it is, it's an emergency to them. Now, we can be passive because you're like, ma'am, you're the 10th emergency I've had today, okay? Um, or your emergency is not really an emergency, Karen, you know, but it is what it is, okay? So what we need to do is I think we need to prioritize urgency in multiple areas of our business. So let's start with the first one. The first one I always think about is customer service in general. Okay. Have you ever been watching like right now I'm a TikTok fan. So at, at night um, when I probably should be asleep, I will be scrolling through TikTok. Well, one of the things that I always run across, my husband was in law enforcement, my brother-in-law's in law enforcement. And so just get, I have this weird obsession with the little 911 TikTok snippets. Well, you'll hear like, you know, such and such county 911 and the person starts like screaming and hollering like oh my gosh I need help I need help and the the, the dispatcher says ma'am calm down and give me just a second you know what I'm like are we expecting rational behavior from this person that is dealing with some sort of like major traumatic event like you've got to be kidding um or last night I was scrolling through there and this lady gets she calls and the sheriff's department area that she calls puts her on hold with on hold music and it's Leanne Rhymes. <laughs> I was just like 
what is going on? Okay. And you know why? When the client shows urgency, we should show urgency. And because of one word that is important with customer service, in my opinion, empathy. We should so show urgency because we have empathy for the client. So we've got to get this across to our customer service team. That first line of defense that answers the phone, that first voice that the homeowner is going to hear. Very rarely is the homeowner calling like, hey, just thought I would call because I'm so excited to get my heater tuned up. Uh, can't wait to spend that $89 and find whatever other things you guys can find wrong. It's normally like, hey, I got to notice that it's time to get my AC tuned up. I thought I would go ahead and get that scheduled, right? So it's more of like scheduling to get your teeth cleaned than it is scheduling to go on a vacation, okay? So again, empathy matters here, but also urgency. So if someone says, hey, there's water all over my yard and um, I'm so upset and my husband's going to be so upset, we just planted new grass and your girl goes, yes, ma'am, um, we can't get there till tomorrow afternoon. Does that work for you? Uh, no, ma'am, it doesn't work for me, okay? So as the caller, you're like, no, ma'am, that doesn't work for me. But what you, you really can change the whole trajectory of the conversation with that client when the words out of your mouth go, oh, no, I am so sorry. I'm sure that was a really expensive investment. I am so sorry, Miss Williams. It really looks like our schedule is very full. I'm going to go ahead and get you on our schedule for tomorrow. But I promise as best as I can, I'm going to be working you in if any, if any other opportunities open up any quicker. If this becomes more of an issue, feel free to give our office a call back. So now not only have I, number one, I've shown empathy. I've empathized with her. I acknowledged what her problem was. I was quick to respond and quick to give that feedback. I wasn't like, uh, hold on just a minute. Hey, John, this lady's got problems at her house. When can, I mean, I don't show that we could go out there till like tomorrow afternoon or something. Like it'll be after five o'clock. So I mean, what do you think? And the lady's like, excuse me, <laughs> like she can hear this whole thing going on. Guys, that happens. I listen in service, Titan. I listen to your calls. So I know some of y'all what's going on. So what we've really got to focus on here, my first place of urgency is customer retention and acquisition. If you can show empathy, if you can show that you are solutions driven, and if you can get them on the schedule, it is a win-win. It's a win for you, a new customer earned, built, or an existing customer retained and encouraged. Um, and the client feels very taken care of and very respected, not just another number, not just another call on your booking screen, but someone that was taken care of and that you care. Odds are you are going to be urgently taking care of people all day long every day. But we have to remember and put ourselves in the customer's shoe. They are in a panic. Their air doesn't work, and it's in July. And I know some of my HVAC technicians are thinking, well, ma'am, get in line, right? I mean, there's like 80 people in line to be seen, okay? So we, we just have to remember that every single client, their journey with us begins at that phone call. And how our relationship goes from then on is built from that phone call. So encourage your team to have urgency. Encourage your CSR specifically to seek that empathy and seek that urgency so that the client feels that vibe, if you will, from your team immediately right off the bat. Like, my, I was so heard and understood and loved, right? So that's my first place is start with that customer service. My second place of urgency is going to be along the lines of pricing, okay? I feel like some of us, 
and I'll throw myself in there on the lemon seed train sometimes. Um, but some of us really lack urgency in dealing with our pricing and, and our numbers in general, right? It is it is not always a great day to dig into your numbers. It's not always a great day to go fight vendors over pricing. It's not always a great day to entertain a client that's upset over pricing. But what we have to do is be urgent about seeking solutions and seeking information. So information is power, correct? Right? So when we are looking through our financials and we notice a problem, if we just shove it on our desk into another pile and we just put it to the side, just because it's not in our face does not mean it disappears. I wish that was true. Because uh, sometimes I'm like, let me just put that problem to the side and let me see if it goes away. <laughs> I know some of you relate to that. Like, yeah, that's kind of a problem. I wonder if I ignore it. If it'll go away. Uh, but on our numbers, sometimes if we would just diligently and urgently attack the problem. Uh, so if we're not priced correctly. So we took a big price increase from our manufacturer, from our vendor, from our distributor, whatever. You take a price increase and you wait six months to adjust your pricing to be reflective of your price increase. Boo, that's on you. That's on you, right? Like you did that. You took zero action. And it's all because you just didn't want to deal with the, you didn't want to deal with it. And listen, I relate. As a business owner, I relate. At the end of the day, the last thing I want to deal with is the fact that I now need to go up with my clients because another vendor went up with me. So I get it. I know it's not fun to deal with it, but I can tell you this. I spend more time worrying about what might happen instead of actually focusing on what needs to happen right? More time worrying on what might happen. I need to spend more time focusing what needs to happen. Those are just, those are just solid words of, I just need to focus on what I need to do. And you know, there's always fallout. There's always um, issues that come up when you, when you do things. It's part of business. You know, one of the funniest things that I laugh about sometimes, and this, I'm going to get on my vendor soapbox for a minute, or a consulting style soapbox. We preach all day to contractors and we'll say you're worth your price don't discount your price stick to your price and stick to your guns build your value know what you're worth but mean contractors we will bully vendors over fifty dollars <laughs> uh, because we're watching our pennies right we're step we're watching our pennies so that our dollars watch themselves but i get cracked up i'm like we're over here we're over here like you know pushing back, pushing back. That's just how the game goes. But it does crack me up a little bit. The same contractor that's mad that three people are asking him to break down his pricing is the same one asking me to go after a vendor for their pricing. So it's just kind of part of the life of being a business owner, but it does still crack me up. Um, but I just encourage you to be urgent about, you know, I'm going to show urgency when it comes to addressing fiscal problems in my business. I'm going to be urgent that I take appropriate price increases when I I need to. I'm going to be urgent that I seek other vendors when I need to. N don't keep letting it sit and sit and sit and fester and fester and fester. Instead, be proactive, be diligent, and be urgent. So another one that I'm going to talk about is customer reviews. Dun, dun, dun. I make my own sound effects on this show. Uh, my podcast director, April, uh, April, uh, I don't know. Her name's not April. Her name is 1000% Rachel. There must be an April talking about me right now. But I know Rachel appreciates me making my own sound effects. But reviews. Some of you lose your whole entire flipping mind when you get a bad review. And you're urgent about that one because you're about to fly off the handle and leave some ridiculous 
response and in my neck of the woods like a redneck response to a terrible review listen here's the deal in my opinion reviews are losing credibility sorry that's just kind of what I think so let's use Amazon okay so my husband um loves I think he's obsessed with vitamins but he likes all these different vitamins and he kind of gets this little recipe concoction that I call it of vitamins that he takes well the other day he gets a package in the mail and it's like beet flakes (laughs) and so I'm like these must be for you and so I take them into the room and I'm like are these your beet flakes and he's like yeah and he said I went ahead and bought them because it was recommended on Amazon, which is king of upselling, right? Um, They were recommended with this other vitamin that I was buying, and I just thought I would try them. And I said, what did the reviews say? And he goes, "Uh, I used to read the reviews a lot, but now I've decided that I just need to make my own opinion. So I'm like, huh, interesting. Also, one of my friends bought some new shoes, and I was like, oh, where did you buy those? And she mentions this local store, and I was like, really? I said, I'm surprised because that store has such bad reviews. And she goes, eh, I don't really give much credit to reviews anymore because people can just get on there. And I'm like, you know, this is probably a trend that I'm starting to see is that people, don't get me wrong, people definitely give weight to reviews. Definitely, 100%. That's not what I'm saying. I just think that people aren't 100% making their decision off of reviews. So that's kind of there to make you feel good. Like, don't lose your whole mind. What instead I want you to do is be excited about the opportunity to win a customer over. And we're going to do it quickly and with urgency. So the minute you get a one-star review, the minute you get a do not recommend thumbs down on the Facebook or Yelp or whatever, if people still have the Better Business Bureau, I read that on a, on a channel the other day, um, wherever these little poo-poo reviews come in on, I encourage you to be urgent about addressing those reviews okay so formulate in your mind how you're number one we got to get it offline I'm not going to argue I say this all the time to my kids it's probably terrible because I hate the word I hate the word stupid but I'll say babe I don't know why you're arguing with ignorance because you're arguing with ignorance and they're going to beat you with experience because they're ignorant every day so we don't want to fight so we don't want to take stupid online because they might beat us with experience if they're little keyboard ninjas all the time so goal number one i'm urgent about getting that review offline getting our conversation offline is vital to the overall success the protection of your brand the protection of your image which is your brand um and also like i truly want to solve the problem I believe that 99% of you truly want to solve the customer's problem. No one rolls deep thinking, I'm so glad that half of the world doesn't agree with what I do or, you know, is mad at me. I I refuse to believe that the majority of you are fine with that. Now, some very rare times are things a lost cause. But for the most part, I want to tell you there's opportunity there. If you are urgent about your response, so they left a one-star review and within 15 minutes, you're calling them. Hi, Mr. So-and-so, this is Crystal calling on behalf of Lemon Seed Marketing. I noticed that you left us a one-star review. I wanted to call and see what's going on. How can you and I work together to figure out what's going on? And I might have to take a lashing right like they're just gonna let loose because another place that people love to be powerful is behind a telephone right so they're gonna spit spaddle and and roll out all kinds of things probably 75 percent of it's a little truthful 25 percent of it's not truthful at all 
<laughs> okay? When we visit with them, we need to be able to say, hey, I needed to get it offline. So you're going to comment on their review and say, Miss Williams, I'm so sorry that this was your experience. Please give me a call at the office. I would love to see how I can make this situation better. You have immediately shown, what's that E word I mentioned earlier? Empathy. Empathy. Acknowledge the problem. We're not going to start off with an argument. I'm so sorry this was your experience and take it offline. Can you call me? Can I email you? Whatever the whatever the, the vibe is that you want to go with there. But urgently respond and get it offline. And then don't, I think the words dawdle around, right? Like don't just be like, oh yeah, she was unhappy, but I got it offline. So now I'm going to carry it along. Like you need to be the hero here, right? And it's weird because you're kind of saving yourself from your own self. Because sometimes we've just done crazy stuff, right? Sometimes our our team member did something ridiculous. Our CSR said something ridiculous. Um, our pricing, our pricing is high and we know it and the client wanted to act a fool, whatever that looks like. But again, you got to get to the bottom of it. And if you do it quickly and efficiently, um, that a lot of times will win over people in itself. The fact that you even chose to address it. Like right now, I have a little personal issue with this person in my area. And I'm super nice. Like, I'm non-confrontational. If you know me, I do not like confrontation. I hate it, as a matter of fact. Um, I also feel like the Lord calls me to seek unity in my life, not trying to prove that I'm right to everyone. So unity and peace and things like that are very important to me. And it's very important to me that people see People are loved like Christ calls us to love. And so I know that that sounds so ridiculous, but sometimes I have to remind myself when a limited client gets upset, I'm like, let me love them like Jesus. I have to tell myself, love them like Jesus. But I have this little issue right now. And finally, I had to address the situation um, head on, like with a phone call. And I just have to say, I can't sit back and allow you to mistreat me like this. I can't sit back and allow you to send these threats through this platform, you know. And I, I really had to kind of gather up the nerve to do it. But I, I should have handled it sooner, right? I should have been more urgent about facing it head on. So I say that to say this about these reviews. You need a balance of good and bad anyway. You can't win everyone, Okay, you might can rectify most things, but you're just not going to be everybody's favorite, right? You're just not. It, it just is what it is. So we have to be okay with that and understand that our identity as a business owner is not making sure that every single person in our entire radius loves us. We just have to work to always rebuild relationships, but we need to be urgent and we need to be diligent about answering those things quickly and kindly. And the other urgency and the, the final urgency thing I want to bring up to you is vendor communication. And I know you're like, womp, womp, you know, of course, a vendor is going to tell me to be urgent. I've just sat through two weeks here at Lemon Seed. And right now, this time of the year is always a, a weird time because I've got clients that are excited and they want to onboard and they want to get going. I've got clients that are being bought by private equity. I've got clients that are selling to their best technician or to their son. Or I've got clients that are just like, oh, it's just been a, a terrible time and we've really fallen on hard times. Crystal and I need to, I need to offboard for a little bit. And I'm going to tell you the majority of the time when I go through things and when I really look at what went wrong here or there or what's, you know, whatever's happening, I notice this lack of interaction and urgency from between the client and their vendors. And so like, let's say a client's really upset with their digital vendor 
And I go back and look and I'm like, how, how did you miss this for seven months, eight months? And they'll say, well, they never provided me. They never gave me what I asked for. And then I'll get with the vendor and I'll say, hey, so unfortunately, my client's going to be going a different direction. Um, I'm so sorry this is happening. Uh, can you send me over any documentation? And they're going to say, Crystal, that client missed every single meeting for seven weeks. Or Crystal, that client was out of the country 10 times a year. So that's why he had no idea what was going on. Or here's a list of literally 30 unanswered emails. So while there's probably much more to the story, okay, right? There's much more to the story. Are you actively and urgently prioritizing responses? You cannot sit out there and have good vendor-to-vendor interactions when you are not prioritizing response and being urgent. Because let me tell you this, the minute you need them to be urgent, you're all up on it. Like, I don't understand how people, like, it's taking four days. What is the problem? And sometimes I want to say, it takes you six days to respond to anything I ask you for, right? So I, I just encourage you on these vendor relationships. It's it's like everything else in life. My youngest son, you know, he's 12. And, ooh, ooh, no, he's not. He's 13. Don't tell him I said that because we're officially in the teen years. He has two armpit hairs (laughs) and we're excited about it. And we look in the mirror every day for it. I want to say this about him. He's precious, a.k.a. wild. And when I say he's wild, he's just super competitive and energetic, super talkative and social. I have no idea where he gets it. Um, But he is so driven to play baseball. And so I tell him all the time, hey, you need to work out. You know, you need to exercise. You need to do this hitting drill. You need to do this soft toss drill. You need to do this sliding drill. And baseball ain't even its thing. That's just the season that he's in right now. You know, we play all the sports. But I I tell him all the time, you're not very urgent about responding to, to things that are put in front of you. And one of those things that, that really, and I'm, I'm, I'm building a story here, but basically he's not urgent in his response. So his coach will say, go home and do this drill five or six times, right? Five or six times. And he'll, and then he goes back to the next practice and the coach will say, tell me how that drill went. And he's like, well, it was raining and I was hot and my mom said I need to take the trash out. So the first couple of times that happened, I was like, he's over there making excuses. So I was like, hey, you know, quit making excuses. I'm paying for you to be in this training and you'd be in this training, blah, blah, blah. But really what I'm equating that to is Carter loves to be good. Um, and he loves to go to his lessons. And the minute that he misses a play or misses a, he going to be like, well, that's my coach. My co-. And I have to tell him like, but you have done nothing that he's asked you to do. Your marketing person can't always do what's needed for you to be successful. You're like social media is a great example. Everybody wants to win at social media. Like make me go viral, Crystal. Like I'm ready. Send me, make me a TikTok sensation. I'm ready to make bank off of TikTok. And the minute I say, well, can you send me a profile picture, an updated picture of your team? It's like, ooh, you need me to take a photo. How am I going to get you a photo? Or I'll say, hey, so here's some TikTok dances that are trending that maybe we can put around your, your maintenance club. And he'll go, ooh. You need me to dance. Yep. Oh, is that that's a TikTok trend? Yep. Yeah, I don't really dance. Okay. So, so far, no pictures and no dancing. But we want to go viral and we want to win the social media world. And I'm like, hey, I can put a graphic up, right? I have a kick-butt design team. They'll do some super cool stuff for you. Um, but nothing changes local content. I can't make a video of your technician. I'm in Texas and you're in Yeehawville, Virginia. I have no idea, 
right? Sir, I can't video. Or ma'am, I can't video. Like, I can give you all the creativity till I'm blue in the face, but you got to do it. And I need you to be urgent about responding. And so I just encourage you here. The encouragement here is that you prioritize vendor communication. And if a vendor says, hey, I really need call count, you're setting you're setting your own personal boundaries there. Like, I'm going to respond to lemon seed marketing within 24 hours, or I'm going to respond to online access within 24 hours of when that team messages me. Or when Stochastic asks me for numbers, I'm going to respond within 24 hours. That's task management. You've got to coach yourself through that so that you can prioritize your urgent. Uh, so it is urgent that you take care of that vendor relationship. But of course, it's not more urgent than maybe a technician on the phone. So you see, there's levels of urgency. I just need you to find those things, right? Find those things. So urgency at the end of the day, friends, urgency is where it's at. When we seek success at Lemon Seed. And through my relationships with other like best practice groups and things like that, the people that are winning this game, they are diligent, they are present, and they are urgent about responding and interacting. And so I just really encourage you uh, to do those things. So to, to be urgent and to prioritize it and to see how you can adjust a few, tweak a few pieces of your day and really win over lots of things in your business. And so guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of From the Yellow Chair. Again, we are a full service marketing consulting style company. Think of us as like a virtual marketing department uh, for home service industry. We are here to help you be branded and super cool and keep everything organized and concise and all the fun things. And make sure you're following From the Yellow Chair and Lemon Seed Marketing on all of our social media channels. We love you guys. We thank you for listening and we hope you have a fantastic rest of your week. Talk soon.